and welcome to episode 29 of the All Things Least podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, opposite me is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. <coughs> the weather's a bit kind of bad the past couple of days, but still enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, good week? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Nice. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. The, the result of a weekend didn't really make me too happy, but the uh, result midweek, though, that was that was very nice watching. Uh, we are also joined in the studio, though, by big Leeds United fan, co-host of the Ellisland podcast and member of rock band The Pigeon Detectives. It is Ryan Wilson. Morning, Ryan. Good morning. How are you? All right. This is a bit late for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm normally used to recording at half past seven in the morning, and it's um, nearly half past eight. So. Yeah. So you <laughs> young whippersnappers. You we, 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 record about, we record about nine or ten. Dear. Yeah. So we will oh. much later. Yeah. Well, thanks for making this special effort coming a bit early no for me. <laughs> it feels a bit deja vu, doesn't it? We it does. We were in here yesterday recording the Ellis 11 podcast. We were, Ed, yeah. Thank you for co-hosting with me. Um if you do listen to my podcast, my uh, co-host Darren was um, well, he's on his holidays, so um, I wrote Eddie, who Ed does a little bit of contributing for LS11 too, yes, so um, yeah, he's Mr. Leeds United, he's Ed doing uh, <laughs> all things Leeds, LS11, he'll be probably working for the club next week. Yeah. Second day in the row as well, getting up at six o'clock in the morning, I'm tired, I am tired. It'll do you good, it'll do you good. <laughs> yeah, uh, well in this episode we'll of course look at uh, Leeds United's past couple of games, a 1-1 draw with Nottingham Forest at Ellen Road last Saturday, uh, was followed up by a 3-0 win away at Mini Manchester United, aka Salford City, uh, in round one of the Carabao Sky Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we will of course discuss Leeds' round two tie, which is against Stoke City at home. Uh, the last episode of the podcast was released on transfer deadline day, so we will do a recap of the business done by Leeds United on deadline day, as well as a, a summer transfer the window uh, review as a whole really. Uh, we'll look at the other bits of news as well coming out of Ellen Road uh, before looking ahead to Leeds United's next game which is this Saturday as they take on Wigan Athletic away at the DW Stadium. This is the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, a more formal welcome to Ryan Wilson, our guest yep. in the studio today. Uh, Ryan, as always, when we got guests making their first appearance mm-hmm. on the podcast, we do uh, like to get to know a bit more about them. So yep. uh, for everyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, Ryan, just introduce yourself. My name is Ryan Wilson, born and bred in Leeds, born and bred into a Leeds United family. And um, yeah, I started following Leeds as a, a nipper, really. Obviously, we're always... Games were always on in my house, and then when I was old enough to go to a game, I got taken to a game, which for me, my first game was the 1991-92 season, so we won the league, which was a very good introduction to me into Leeds United. And then as I got a bit older, obviously I went to games with myself, with my mates, and that sort of thing. Then I started playing the guitar, got in a rock band, which did quite well, we were successful, um, still are doing all right. Um, and then... I decided to do a Leeds United sort of podcast and fan channel. Um, got together with a couple of other people, and that's going very well. So um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, really. I'm married as well to a, to a lovely lady, so um, I've got a nice family. So <laughs> that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, how did you get into supporting Leeds United? Everyone has a story, and I think when me and Charles were growing up, Leeds United were you know in League One, and people questioned why on earth were you supporting Leeds United, but. You back then, 1991, yeah. season. Uh, I'm guessing because Leeds United were good, that's why you got into it. Well, like I said, I was born and bred into a Leeds United family, and we were poor in the 80s. Um, I don't remember 80s. I, I was born in the 80s, so I was too little. But um, at the back end of the 80s and, and early 90s, we started doing all right, and we got promoted out of then League 2, I think it was, um, which is the second tier. Um, and then we sort of got into to Division 1, old Division 1. And then we won the league again, and that was my first season. I remember thinking, hey, it's good, this football, like, you know, just go, <laughs> go to games and your team wins. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that kind of stopped <laughs> after that year, but um, no, obviously. We haven't won a thing after that we year. We haven't really won anything. Well, no, I don't think we've won technically anything no. of, of worth. Won League One promotion. Yeah, like League One promotion. We, we didn't win the league when we did but that. But we didn't either. win no. the league, yeah. So it's been tough, and, you know, like, like I say, it's in my blood. You once you kind of get a football team in your blood, you're not going to change it. You can't change it. Yeah. It, it, I, it seems unfathomable um, to sorry, struggle getting that word out. Um, <laughs> to um, to even think about another team. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of teams who've got small little soft spot, you know, teams on the continent, and things like that. Um, just just for for example, um, San Pauli, which is a, a second tier German team. 
based in Hamburg with a band. I spent a lot of time in Hamburg and where we did a lot of gigs, um, which is the, the main rock and roll areas um, on the Reaper Band. Now, people might know the Reaper Band has been a bit of a CD area. is a CD area, but that's where San Paolo is. And San Paolo Stadium's there, and um, they're very. They've got a lot of good ethics. The 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 kind of run by the fans. They're very um, sort of left wing, and you know they 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 hate all the German history, the Nazis, all that sort of thing. And and the 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 really proud people and proud clubs. I've got a soft spot for them. Don't necessarily support them, but I've got a soft spot for them. But Leeds United, it's just in my blood. With the German clubs, it's, I think it's a, it's a requirement isn't it, to be part owned by fans. Yeah, I, think, right. I don't know what the percentage is uh, exactly, but it's, a, it's a, in the law, in the football law, you've got to have, be at least part owned by the fans. It well, is, it is, and but St. Paul's is a lot higher. But that's their choice, obviously, yeah. the yeah. club's choice, but they the run really well. And yeah, um, do, do, do you know what? Credit to, to German football in, in general, um, with, with how they look after the fans and the ticket prices aren't necessarily overly expensive. I mean, yeah. you know, I come from a working class background and all my family's working class and stuff and not to sort of like put like a, a be a bit sort of miserable or whatever, but it's very expensive to go to football. You know, I can see like my, my I mean, cousins we, we and the pay, kids we and stuff. We pay £40 for championship football at the moment. Yeah, it's United. a lot of money. And if you're on just, you know, a regular working wage or, or, or if you're not, it's... It's too expensive to take you to take your your kid as well. Like you know, football shirts in club shops are, are expensive. You know, whereas in Germany, it's like to, to go to like a Bundesliga game. You're talking like no more than twenty five, thirty quid. Yeah. That, and to be honest, with you, it's hard to get it because that's why it's cheap. But the fan base is the atmosphere is class. You know, it's like eighty like thousand at Dortmund. They only charge like twenty odd quid a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For everybody. It's incredible. I I didn't know that about German football. Thank you for. Thank you for informing me. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of time in Germany, so yeah. um, I kind of obviously love football. So you just kind of wherever you are, you sort of stick your head into local football teams. Like I, I do like local football. Like yeah. we were just saying, you're from Garforth. Yeah. Um, I like to sort of keep a, keep tabs on off, on Garforth Town. Yeah, I've, I've, play, I've played yeah. in the stadium a couple of times. We do, I do friendlies with me uh, with mates up there. Yeah. So do like very well run little side. club as well. Like you know, yeah. local club. So yeah, I'm into I'm into it all. Yeah, and I do a lot of media work for Fazi Celtic as well. Yeah, you do, yeah. Great little club, is yeah. uh, Fazi Celtic, love it. Yeah. Um, but back on track, though, Leeds yeah. United. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you say that that 91-92 season then is your highlight sport in Leeds? 100%. I yeah. mean, got a few highlights. Um, obviously, as I, you know, I got a bit, as I got a bit older, being able to sort of go out drinking with my mates and stuff, we, we were kind of like Champions League era, and it was class, absolutely class. Going to Ellen Road on a, on a Wednesday night, um, under lights, you know, I were about 18 at the time, having a couple of beers uh, with your mates, seeing Lee Boy put one in past the AC Milan. It, it were just incredible times, and I absolutely loved it. That that whole area, the the, the whole area era, were, were a really good time. Obviously, it fell away at the end, and we all know what happened um, to the club after that. But that was some incredible times because we were competing with the best in Europe, and we were competing well. You know, we got to the semi-finals, and for a team like Leeds, who were relatively new to the European scene at that point, you know. Um, it was just fantastic. But, yeah, that early 90s were a great way to sort of get into get into football for me, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it were brilliant. It were good times, Ed, good times. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. We, we had to put over yeah. League One football. Yours uh, all the way. You know what? <laughs> Credit to you guys for, for following Leeds. I've said this a few times. I'll tell you what, there's, there's been a generation of fans that have been missed um, when Leeds went down into sort of dark depths of League One, there were kids on my street where I live in South Leeds running around with Chelsea shirts on, Liverpool shirts on, you know. No. And, and because at that time Chelsea Liverpool were doing well, maybe the parents kind of thought, I can't give you a Man United shirt in Leeds. So, that, so they give them like a Chelsea or Liverpool, whereas, whereas Leeds were in League One and yeah. were pretty poor. Yeah. So well done to you guys. Yeah, thank you. And anybody else who sports Leeds. <laughs> Of your era, who's kind yeah. of twenty-ish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you're in band the Pigeon Detectives. Now mm-hmm. I'm a big. I'm a musician myself. I play the drums. I'm a big fan of music. And tell me about how the Pigeon Detective started. How, how did that all come about? And you once played with Massimo Cellino as well, didn't you? <laughs> we did. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, the band we're, we're all best mates. We all went to school with each other. Um, we weren't we weren't a band at school. Or weirdly, the band sort of started after school. I didn't learn to play guitar till I was in sixth form college. Um, because I was getting into bands like Oasis and then listening to some older bands like you know Rolling Stones, Beatles, that sort of thing. Um, so I learned to play the guitar, and my mates were kind of doing the same. 
and um, we just kind of went into one of one of the other lads in bands sort of like he, he had a slightly bigger bedroom than the rest of us and we just sort of sat around in his bedroom just sort of playing around on guitars and stuff and we're like oh shall we like write songs and be a band and we're like yeah and we started going to rehearsal rooms and started writing songs and we got a gig and we got signed we, we, we were quite lucky I guess to have a few catchy songs and we, we started just picking up a decent following in Leeds and local promoters started looking at us going oh they're sort of doing alright wanting to book us then one sort of word gets around like that obviously other people start looking at you and then kind of snowballed really and within a couple of years we had a platinum album which were insane wow. for us yeah it would just it just went so fast um it, it, were, it were brilliant and then yeah a few years back um when Chilino joined the club he was um he's really into his music and um he loves Pink Floyd that sort of music and Jim Hendrix and stuff and we at the time we, we always wear Leeds United on our sleeves the Pigeon Detectives you know we're always quite been going soccer AM on telling with Leeds fans and all sorts of things you know yeah. proud Leeds fans and um, Chilino caught wind that local band of probably wasn't Kaisers and stuff and and he, he invited us to go meet him and we went to Allen Road and walked into his office and there were blokes sat in his office with him as well like and like we were all nudging each other going is that Benito Carboni there? And it was, it was Benito Carboni. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, Benito Carboni sort of came and started working with youth system yeah. for a small period of time. And that were Benito Carboni's interview that we just gate crashed, but Chilino didn't care. He invited <laughs> us at the same time. <laughs> so Benito Carboni's in this really sharp suit and stuff and thinking, who are these big scruffy bunch? Because we're all six foot two. I'm six foot four. We're all tall lads. They're like, I've got Benito Carboni. I thought, who are these big scruffy bunch of lads who just walked in and were like, all right. Massimo, you know, and uh, it's like, and he was just offering beers out to us, and he, he whipped his guitar out to Chilino, <laughs> and it was just such a surreal experience. I'm thinking, wow, I'm a massive Leeds fan. I'm sat in chairman's office. Benito Carbone is here. We're talking about music. We're strumming around on guitar. This is so weird. But obviously, by this point, we didn't realise like how much of a sort of nutcase he was, really. You know, constantly <laughs> sacking everyone that sort of business. And then um, the end of year player awards happened, and they asked us to to play uh, a gig you know it's at the yeah. pavilion isn't it they asked us to play um and said would you mind if you know massimo joined you on stage and we said well no but what's he gonna play I said oh he'll come and play his guitar and you know he'll come to your rehearsal studios and you know if you can maybe play a pink floyd song or Jimi hendrix song or whatever and we're like um yeah all right so we went away and we we learned the pink floyd song and we learned a Jimi hendrix song and then he came into our studio and he learned one of our songs one of our tracks called i found out and on the night, I think we ended up playing "I Found Out," which is one of our songs, and um, and uh, "Hey Joe" by uh, Jimi Hendrix. So, yeah, what a surreal experience! And I tell <laughs> you what, obviously, you, you were quite mad for the club and stuff, but it was nothing but nice to us. So I have to take people on face value to me as well, and yeah. and it was yeah. nothing but nice to us. So I can't really say a bad word about him in that respect. Do I agree how we run the club? Probably not. You know, I think you're a bit too gung ho with the the sackings and the rash decisions, but look that's the that's the past and the past the past there's no future in the past and i'm just looking forward now for the club yeah definitely uh what's your thoughts then on marcel bielsa and Leeds united currently very happy that bielsa stayed absolutely buzzing that he stayed um it's consistency in it? it's continuity that's what we need first time we've had a manager back-to-back since i think simon grayson so um that that's a big thing in itself you know the players are having to get used to a new manager or having to get used to a new system or anything like that you know we've not I know we've released a few players, um, but out of the starting eleven, there's not many gone. We've brought in people like Jack Harrison back, so we've got players back who were with us last season back with us, and you know we haven't made that many signings really. So um, I'd like to think the continuity is going to help us a lot this season. Yeah, and I think Marcelo Bielsa uh, at the helm is probably the the best we can we can ask for at this league. We know who else are we going to get? You know, he's yeah. a cut above the rest in my opinion. So um, hopefully this is our year. Yeah, hopefully, and that continuity as well it, it is important. You know, it's like building a big castle made out of Lego, and you get you almost finished. You do three quarters of it and just knock it down. You know, we're a year into a project. Exactly. You don't want to just just. 
get rid of it all just because we 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 just fell like the last hurdle. You know, mm. you want to keep on going and keep on improving, definitely. Um, we're moving on to Leeds United's past two uh, games then. Uh, we'll first talk about their game last Saturday, 1-1 draw uh, at home to Nottingham Forest. And it's another point on the, on, the, on the board, Charles. Four points from six now, but does it feel like a loss to you, this game? I I I don't agree. I don't think it doesn't feel like a loss. I was I was disappointed because I was at, I was at the game. I was in the South Stand. Um, so we've got a season ticket there. Uh, of course, Ed, Ed was in the press box. So I was in the gantry. Was, yes. So I was with the. I brought my dad on Ed's ticket, <laughs> and um, we we, we had a good, we got a good time. And it, it it was a. I thought we we were kind of frustrated most of the first half. I thought particularly towards the end, Leeds were getting a bit. Just a bit stretched. The you could feel it in the stadium. The atmosphere was a bit. Well, come on, we need to do something because these aren't very good, and we're not, we're not testing them that much because they were sitting fairly deep, and uh, they were constantly trying to get the ball to grab them because we know what Graben can do in this league. He scores goals, as he did against us <laughs> later on in the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought especially in the first half it was a bit, a bit tight, a bit, not really much going on. Um, and, and then obviously after half time, uh, we got a bit fortunate. <laughs> so, so the Forest fans are saying we've got a bit fortunate with the goal because uh, Bamford might have been offside in the build up. But yeah. from what I saw, I thought he was marg- marginally onside. Yeah, okay, the replays don't really show it. I, I thought up in the gantry, I thought he looked a bit offside in, in the build up. Yeah. That touch back to Matthaus Click for the goal. Great, um, great chips kind of threw ball yeah. through from Click though. I mean, I would. I did think he was a bit, a little bit anonymous in the game for the most part, but he, his stats prove that he's apparently one of the best players. <laughs> yeah. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he did. He, it was a great assist, and the finish from Hernandez, uh, obviously into far corner because he was on right hand side of the boxes. Yeah, far right hand corner, left hand corner of the goal uh, was just a great finish. Yeah, um, fantastic finish. But yeah, I was, I was disappointed in the fact we. We, we gave them a bit too much joy on set pieces in general. I thought, especially on corners, and th- there was kind of a there was a warning one. Well, I don't know if it was Dawson when he ended it over the bar, uh, like a couple of minutes before they scored. That was kind of a warning. Like we, we need to clamp down these set pieces and yeah. stop giving them away. Or if we are going to give them away, mark people properly. Do you think it's a um, going to be a slight problem the lack of height we have on set pieces this season? Um, in some ways, yes, but we've still got uh, we've still got reasonably tall players like Cooper's what six six one six two, uh, Ben White I think six foot, uh, Aylin six foot. Six one, I think. Mm. So we've still got reasonably tall players. It's just obviously with the way Bielsa's teams play, that kind of rapid speed, the low centre of gravity players that Bielsa likes to work with. You don't get tall lads that have like it's usually short lads like Hernandez mm. and Shackleton and Robbie Gotts, those kind of shorter players that can just turn as soon as they get the ball and, and they're off. Um, but it, defense, it does look like we're going to be a little bit. Yeah. Because you know, even on offensive set pieces, we're not brilliant on them either. Mm. Our, our free kicks to the box, our corners are more or often they go over or they're headed out or cleared reasonably easily. Just because we can't, we don't have that partner chance and that figure anymore to to dominate in the air. Um, but I, I think I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. We, we just got to stop giving away silly set pieces. We, we, we're giving them far too much. Far too many corners, far too many free kicks, and um, the Calvin Phillips one that was another kind of contentious point in the game where I thought Yellow was fair because he it was one, only one foot off the ground and he does win the ball, but it is an kind of excessive tackle. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit strong. He needs to be careful, doesn't doesn't he, uh, Calvin Phillips? He's normally very disciplined, to be fair. Yeah, but you do get those moments where he just flies into tackles where he, he takes maybe one uh, a touch too heavy. It runs away from him, and he just dives in to, to try and win it back, which I love seeing, but he does need to be careful. Yeah. He got sent off, of course, against Calgary in a friendly. I think mm. someone needs to remind him that red cards do now count towards bans now. Um, but yeah, he needs to be careful. Interesting on set pieces, but of course, considered a scrappy goal from a set piece, and we did have a warning moments for it. It looks like it could be a weakness this season, but hopefully it isn't. Hopefully we do uh, improve on that. But you say the game doesn't, doesn't feel like a loss, but I disagree. I think it does feel like a loss. I mean, Ryan, you know, we, we dominated the game, but we had so many chances that we just missed. It's similar to last season, isn't it? We dominated a game, but just struggled to to put away chances and, and at the end of the day, not, not able to win the game. That's under, you're, you're right, Ed. Um, it's very reminiscent of a lot of games last season, wasn't it? Frustrating. I think I tweeted after the game, you know, back to our frustrating best. And, you know, we dominated the game. We were the better team by far. I didn't really rate Nottingham Forest too much, if I'm being honest with you. Didn't really overrate them before going into the game and, and we dominated them. We were kind of the masters of our own downfall. We kind of let them get back into the game. Um, for me, um, Sammy Amiobi made a massive difference to them. He came on and 
he just looks kind of full of confidence. He's picked up the ball and run at us, and our defense didn't like that, you know. And he he, he were running at us, running at us, and he sort of won the corner that led to their goal. And yeah, frustrating that you know we had some clear cut chances and we weren't taking them. You know, it's I don't want to sit here and criticize players um, because I thought we played well. Generally, I thought they all played well. Not many players I can say didn't play well. I don't think really anybody didn't play well, but obviously it's frustrating for Bamford as Leeds fan. I, I really, I'm just, I, I'm willing the ball to be back at net off Bamford. Well, when he at the bar, I thought, yeah, oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, his all up play in the game was really good though. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's laying it off wide to Harrison or out to Hernandez or yeah. to Costa, and he was doing quite well. He just. He got, really, he got really lucky with a bounce chance in, onto the bar, and yeah. his, um, he had that shot like, like a chip on it, like yeah, a chip just, the he kind of just past the post. Yeah. Just... yeah, I mean, I don't think he had a bad game. He was getting into the right areas. His hold-up play was good, but he had four really great chances in the game, from what I can recall. In the first half, around the twenty-five minute mark, he had two uh, good oh, chances the, the in the space chi- and the, moments. The chip, yeah, yeah, but no. Oh. In, the, in the first half, though, there was that Ben White fantastic ball. Over to Patrick Bamford. Bamford making a really good run as well, going uh, breaking beyond the not in the forest defence. Fantastic ball from Ben White, who I thought had another fantastic game. Uh, Bamford just taking one touch too many, uh, too uh, too heavy touch and getting himself into a tight angle. That's confidence. That. Finished. Yeah, that's yeah, lack of confidence. It's, it's not just his confidence though. It's because he the ball came onto his right foot. And yeah, he's, he's yeah. very he, one footed. Yeah, and then moments later, Harrison on the left, great skill from Harrison. Who, a lot of people said Harrison didn't have a good game. I thought he it's, did have a really good game. He's been split this actually. I, I, it's come to light that I thought he had an all right game. Yeah. I didn't think he. Were, the best player for Leeds, but no. certainly not. But a lot of people, I don't know, I think people have been a bit harsh on him, really, because he's transformed a bit. I think, yeah, maybe some of his final balls weren't quite quite on it, but, you know, Pablo's weren't, and Pablo's one of our best players. Um, you know, you know, he wasn't the only player that won't yeah. put in a fantastic ball into the box. So, yeah, exactly. a bit harsh to criticise him, I thought he did well. Yeah. I won't give him less than a 7 out of 10, definitely. Mm. Um but Harrison, great score on the left cross. Patrick Bamford, five yards out, free in the box, and just makes an absolute mess of it. Ball goes really high, keeper ends up ends up catching it. And yeah. then in the second half as well, within ten minutes of, of the second half, Bamford, uh, the great ball from Calvin Phillips, by the way, over to Bamford. Their goalkeeper Mjovic rushes out his his uh, chip, uh, beats the goalkeeper, but it, it bounces just <laughs> wide of the of, uh, of really, the far really right really person. Put that one away. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He just needs. He needs to get oh. down target. I think yeah. any other striker would have got down target, and if it's on target, it's a goal. Mm. And then moments later, after that, again, Jack Harrison cross from the left, and he, he makes a mess of it again, and it ends up bouncing off the bar. And yeah, it, it's frustrating, isn't it, Bamford? That, that, that one I wouldn't say he made a mess of because it kind of bounced up waist height. It, yeah. it was two loads ahead. It was an awkward height. And he, when he, I he agree. had to kind of jump and hit it. Uh, and he, I think he thought Scuffed I'll, I'll hit it against the ground because it'll probably bounce over the keeper into the net. And he just got a bit unlucky when yeah. on the side of bar. But four chances, four really good chances missed, and you know Bamford. I don't want to get in his back too much because you know, yeah, of course, he did score against Bristol, and I want him to do well. But I think if we go another four or five games, Bamford's still missing those kind of chances, and he's not scoring. Questions have to be asked, though. He's, he's getting paid a lot of money to score goals for Leeds. He's our main number nine, and uh, he's our only striker that's actually been bought by the club because obviously Nketi's on loan. So the responsibility is his. Having said that. The it can't be too negative with him because he is his movement's good. He's, he's massively improved. His his general strength in his play is he's, um, he's out muscling defenders a lot more this season than he was last season. It looks a bit lightweight last season. Yeah, it's all that plays massively improved. He just needs that finishing edge, and if he gets the finishing edge, we'll we'll, we'll demolish this division because mm. there's yeah. no standout teams in this league. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely improved. Um, of course, one up on 59 minutes as you touched on. Uh, nice play from Click, really. Hernandez chesting it down, getting it past Mjevic, who was rushing out again. And It would be Hernandez, wouldn't it, Ryan, who, yeah. who scores the first goal at the of the yeah, season? Yeah, I mean, they were fantastic down at Bristol, weren't they? I mean, he's arguably our key player this year. Um, and you know what? He's not a young man and he'll be probably the first to admit he kind of tailed off the back end of last season. And when he tailed off, Leeds tailed off as well. You know, I'm not saying we're a one-man team. I'm not saying that at all. But when Hernandez doesn't seem to be playing that well, sometimes Leeds don't tend to play that well. So, um, you know, for us, we just want him to be on form, obviously, most of the season. I'm glad that he didn't play against Salford, you know, obviously to give yeah. his legs a rest and everything and preparing for the weekend. But, um, yeah, he's just, he's just incredible, isn't he? I mean, he's... Yeah. he's 
he's already a Leeds legend, you know, and by the time he retires, he will be a Leeds legend, yeah. you know. It's annoying that he's not going to be at the club for 10 years because he no. won't get a testimonial, will he? Oh, no, he won't be. Well, yeah, that's, we should give him one anyway. Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> the is, that, is that how long you have to be at a club for a testimonial? Yeah, 10, ten years, years, you can, you can uh, have a testimonial yeah. match. Yeah. We should just give him one anyway and just call it, like, yeah. the magician's testimonial. Right. And it's just so, say if we kept Paul uh, Hopka at the club for 10 years, he would he get, get a testimonial. He'd be entitled to one. Whether anybody turn up and play it is a different thing. <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> thing uh, how many years must Calvin Phillips be off? Ten years playing for the club. I've, I don't. I don't know if how it works if you come from youth system. Yeah. But um, maybe it's when you first sign a proper contract or whatever. Because I, I think he's he's his first professional game when he was like seventeen, wasn't it, or eighteen? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it'll be a lonely, but it'll be halfway there. Yeah. You see <laughs> loads of old pictures with um, little Calvin Phillips in and stuff, you know, like little old Leeds kits and stuff. Yeah. You think, wow. <laughs> Saw one yesterday actually. A really good picture of. Um, Robbie Gotts, McCalmer and uh, Shackleton and when they were all about 14 and they're all sat in back of a van in like like Flamingo Land Leeds top when they used to sponsor you yeah. thing and um, I thought, it just makes you think wow these these lads now are all yeah. breaking through into the second 11 it's so, it was um, Neil Redfern that said that, that crop of youth players were going to mm. be the one that yeah. would be the next one after, after, after obviously Cook and Phillips and, yeah. uh, and yeah. Byram they, this lot were going to be the next lot yeah, and he's he's proved to be right because they're all yeah. breaking through and they're yeah. all making really good contributions. Yeah, yeah, it was a great coach, Neil Redfern, definitely. Yeah, it was. Uh, but mind, do you think we're relying on Pablo Hernandez too much this season? He's thirty-four years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we ca- we shouldn't be relying on a thirty-four-year-old, uh, even a player as good as Pablo. You know, um, I don't think we're re- relying on him too much yet. Um, it's quite weird because for me, I kind of thought we brought players like Costa in and stuff to kind of relieve the pressure of Hernandez. I felt like sometimes last season, towards the back, especially when Saez left, Hernandez maybe felt like, right, I'm the only really overly creative player here. I've got to do something. And, and he ended up by trying through balls that didn't work as much and giving the ball away. And, you know, he, he got a bit frustrating at times, even though he's a wonderful player. And I don't know if he had a bit too much pressure on, on, his, on his shoulders, but I kind of thought this season, Jack Harrison's been working hard over the summer. You know he's going to be a bit of a different player. We've, we've signed Helder Costa, which is a massive signing, um, very creative player on out wide. And I kind of thought it's going to work into Pablo's hands. Is that because you can't, you can't, the, the opposition team can't necessarily just sit and mark out Pablo out of the game when the, when there's other creative players running around as well. You know, but if it were only Pablo who they see as the biggest threat, then yeah, they can maybe mark him out of the game. But that's not going to happen when you've got Costa on on the field and. You know, they were talking yeah, exactly. talk of people like Ryan Kent, but obviously not. But now, like um, Harrison and players like that. So, I think there's been a lot of pressure. I don't think we're relying on him too much right now, but it obviously has been instrumental in in both games, Bristol and, and Nottingham. Obviously, Bristol got a goal and an assist. Nottingham got the goal. Um, so let's let's hope that some of the burden gets passed on to <laughs> other players. You know, yeah. coming on, so then it can free Pablo up to to do his thing. Yeah. As we touched on earlier, of course, Nottingham Forest was going a scrappy goal for McConnell in 77 minutes. And, of course, we missed many more chances, full-time, 1-1. Should we have had a, at least one penalty, though, Charles? The Dallas one was, was bad. Yeah, and there were two held across. I, I can't yeah. believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's championship referees. I was... Um, <laughs> did, did, I'm, I'm, sorry, sorry, but did you see the European Super Cup thing, Liverpool-Chelsea yeah. last night? Did you see Tammy Abraham's penalty that got given? <laughs> Do you not see it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it literally, the goalkeeper's eye. gloves slightly brushed his legs, and I thought Dallas got kicked into Rosehead. No penalty. Held Costa as well. Get getting brought down getting twice. Over. He got fully shoved. Flat. That that'd be a free kick anywhere else on pitch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sorry. What about the first half as well? There was a challenge on Forshaw. I thought it looked a bit soft. That was about six minutes. It, in. it did look a bit soft uh, in, in in hindsight. Now looking back on it, but at the time, it just, to me, he ran into the box and he just got body checked. Mm. Someone someone ran in front of him and just stopped dead. Just clotheslined him from what I saw. <laughs> I, I, I thought that, that should have been given, but having seen it back, he does. He realizes he's not going to get to the ball. You can see it, and he just he just he just decks it. He plays yeah. for it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But referee Robert Jones, he was very poor. Yeah. There, there is a problem there with VFL officials that uh, a lot of them just aren't good. Aren't good at all. I mean, it is a hard job. Don't get me wrong. I've refereed one game before and I understand it. But you got to be like, we should have had at least one But the professionals now, aren't they? The, the professionals, job. yeah. They're in the second highest league in yeah. England. Exactly. And this is the, the, the championship's the biggest second tier 
football league in the whole world. It's probably about the before. sixth biggest overall league in the world. It probably is. It's it one of the toughest. Is. Pep Guardiola yeah. said it himself. It's one of the toughest leagues in Europe. So yeah. you need you need good officials. For the financial constraints that we have and the quality of players, it is probably the hardest because yeah. we don't we can't in the championship because of FFP you can't just go out and buy a flat team I mean unless you're Wolves yeah. but even they, they got all theirs on loan loan to buys which we've kind of done a little bit with Costa and that um, but it is so tough to get out of because yeah. um, if you chance your arm and screw up like Villa did first time round you're, you're, <laughs> you're in financial hell yeah um, exactly and it, you need to cheat like Derby did to get out of the uh, FFP by selling your own stadium to yourself <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, I can safely say that Leeds United are not going to get in trouble with financial fair play anytime <laughs> soon uh, but 1-1 one, one draw 4 points from 6 Think, uh, I don't Two think people are happy, but promotion yeah. But we, we mm. move on. We it move is, on, don't is. we? And of course, we moved on to the Carabao Cup game. Uh, Leeds United, of course, beating Salford City 3-0 away at the Peninsula Stadium on Tuesday night in round one. Now, I wasn't able to watch the entire game. Like I wasn't able to put my full attention to it. I did, I did have it on the stream, but I was at Fazzy Celtic doing media work. Uh, Fazzy Celtic, unfortunately, losing 3-0 at home to Southport, but uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, but Leeds United, of course, winning 3-0, which is great. And Charles, we, we made a lot of changes but got the job done in the end we did we made seven changes yet it looked like a team we would start in the championship yeah it was a very strong team we we surprised that the likes of Calvin Phillips Kiko Kase and Matthäus Click started I thought starting Click and Phillips was uh, an interesting choice I wouldn't have done that I probably wouldn't have done that I'd I'd have have probably I'd have gone with McCalman from the start he came on later on in the Mm. game and I don't know. I'd have probably gone Bogus instead of Click yeah. in the team. Cause I, I would have done. Yeah. So lined um, up, we didn't see Bogus. I like. I liked the fact that we saw Costa get a lot of game time. That was good. Giving Enketia his debut. Obviously, he got mm. the goal. Yeah. Really good. Really well worked goal. That through ball from Jack Hunter. <laughs> yeah. And it was a nice <laughs> run from Hilda Costa as well. And yeah. great ball across Enketia. Yeah, two yards out, but get himself in the right area. Yeah. Yeah, got himself in the right area. It was a really nice goal. Um, but Meslier as well, the new goalkeeper, 19 year old from mm. French League Two side uh, FC Lorient. Um, were you surprised <laughs> that he wasn't even featured? wasn't even on the bench. What's happened there? Yeah, I'm quite. I'm more surprised that he didn't feature. How, but Inketia did, you know, same as Inketia came. Oh, well, I know it was not a lot, big difference, but but yeah, he, he didn't feature on the bench at all, so that's a strange one. I thought yeah. he might have been on the bench just to get a bit of match take, the, you know, soak the up the experience, experience yeah. or whatever, but he obviously Bielsa didn't didn't do that. Whether you never know, he might have a slight knock or strain or something, I don't know, but um, yeah, he didn't feature. But I kind of think the, the lineup were good, it were positive, it were attacking, but. A bit like you, Charles, I wouldn't have bothered personally with um, Click or Phillips, just simply. You don't want to risk him. Especially Phillips, he's a key player this yeah. season, 100%. I, I wouldn't have bothered risking him. I th- maybe starting to see was the fact that Bielsa did say in his press conference he was going to take the cup, both cups very seriously. Mm. So start, yeah. start your best goalkeeper, maybe. Maybe he's got that kind of mindset. Mm. Maybe he wants to do some more work with the. Because um, obviously, I build up play from the back. Uh, the goalkeeper is crucial to it. Maybe he wants to work a bit more with the mm. system. Yeah, you, we don't we don't know these things. It, yeah. That might be the case. It was unfortunate not to see Burgess. He was on the bench. He didn't come off at all. I would have liked to see him. But yeah, I would have done. So. Yeah, uh, but of course, as you mentioned, uh, you know we played well. But Enkechi, of course, scoring uh, just before half time. It took us a while to break Salford City's defence. We, we really struggled to get in behind, particularly in the first half. Yeah, um, for, for about for the first 35, 40 minutes. That's that, what you um, get with a lower league side. Yeah, they were sitting mm-hmm. deep. They were counter attacking. They had a, they had a couple of shots on target. Yeah. Um, Phillips had. Uh, a couple of shots on target as well. Um, yeah. I mean, credit to Salford City, though. They looked okay defending, and they had a few chances going forward All as well. All our shots for one goal were from kind of in front of their defensive line. I think Jack yeah. Clark had one that had to be saved, but and, and then obviously we got the breakthrough with the with the uh, Nketia goal. And then after half time, they were a lot more open. Which yeah. We got a lot more space to yeah. just yeah. exploit because that once they got one all down, they then had to push forward to try and win the game, which meant we just. we, we Cut off at the knees, basically. Yeah. In, that, in that first half, they pretty much had everybody behind the ball constantly. It looks yeah. like attack versus defense in a training ground, you know. Yeah. You'd, and there were quite big lads, a lot of their sort of defenders as well. Yeah, like, so you just saw like all our sort of young lads and smallish lads sort of like going at them, and you just saw these giants in red shirts, and it was just <laughs> attack versus defense. But like you say, once that first goal went in, they well, unless they wanted to just try and see out a one-nil loss, which is. <laughs> 
<laughs> bizarre. You wouldn't yeah. do that. They had to kind of push a bit, and obviously that allowed us to get. So yeah. then both these goals in the second half came within fifteen minutes. Yeah, came within the first fifteen yeah. minutes, which sh- just shows that they came forward, and we just yeah. we cut we yeah. cut them off. Cost two 0 up on fifteen minutes from a corner, surprisingly, and it was yeah, Bavari yeah, yeah. as well scoring. Yeah. <laughs> Great touch! What a touch that was! Sort of ran onto the ball, didn't he? And a little sort of flick past the goalkeeper, and quite disappointed. I shouldn't say this, but disappointed that the Leeds fans, fans, fans on, on the, the pitch. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I, I only know it's like watching the highlights that he was actually captain for the game. I didn't realize. Yeah, he was that. captain as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's come on leaps and pals, hasn't he? Provided when when he came in, he was with the rest of the Italians and yeah, <laughs> <Chitalians>. <laughs> I like that. And, uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah but Brian Montenegro, uh, and Giuseppe <laughs> Belushi. But it was a nice corner, though. Well, Canos, what uh, oh, Christ. Uh, but um, what? Well worked goal, wasn't it? Bradford. No, not that. Yeah, not that Canos. He's a shit house. Uh, is it? Is it Edgar Canos? Edgar Carney. wasn't it? Yeah, that that yeah. one. Yeah, he was crap as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a nice, well worked corner, though, into the front post. Bavardi making a nice run, mm-hmm. and uh, getting in. It was a really nice goal, and then three oh, 0 up on. Finish. Yeah, I was uh, saying to Ed, I think we we possibly nicked that corner off Forest that that yeah. post flick on because that's what they tri- that's what they basically did. They, they whipped it, they post, then we flicked it on. Maybe so because we, we, let's face it, yeah. we were playing you know land at Giants, so I don't think we were going to win. I don't think Brad is going to win an header against a six no. foot five Salford defender. Yeah. So no, never. So let's use our skill a bit more, just get yeah. it in a bit lower and harder. And nip when, it whenever it's on the floor, they 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 really struggled, and when it was in the air, we really struggled. Yeah. 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 So whenever we started playing football, they couldn't really handle that. Yeah. We we <laughs> played tennis. They were brilliant. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's where lower league size yeah. isn't it. Yeah, yeah. Balls in the air more times than it is on the floor. Bizarrely, three yeah. uh, 0 up and fifty eight minutes. Though counter attack, click really nice run. Cutting in on his right foot, curling it into that top right corner. Assist by Berardi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came from a counter attack, didn't it? From a corner. So. Yeah, and it was a really nice finish from Matash Click as well. He's off the mark for this season. Yeah, and he just scored brilliant goals as well. He just scores well. Class goals. Loves them curve finishes, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Yeah. If you're playing around. FIFA, it's like one of them where you press out one in it. Yeah, finesse. yeah. Finesse. Finesse goal. Very rarely it's him straight. No. Yeah. Uh, but 3-0 up, uh, 3-0 win, job done. Uh, we progress to round two of the Carabao Cup and we have been drawn at home against Stoke City. Oh, Charles, joy, Stoke. <laughs> it's not the most exciting of of, oh. of, of games, but Charles, it, it gives the fringe players a chance to play against, I mean, no offence to Salford, but better opposition though, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure um, Stoke will want to come and knock us out of the cup. Uh, and, and they are champi- championship opposition, which will mean the game will be probably more entertaining because they'll want to play football a bit more. Stoke have got some good players, although... You need to tell them that because they never <laughs> win any games. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> They've got probably probably the third best squad in the league and never win any yeah. win any games. It's it's. I think it's to do with their manager personally. I think Nathan Jones is that great. Yeah, I think he got he's been a bit found out at Championship level. Well, he was from Luton Town, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. I mean, look, look they, Luton Town carried on doing well after he left, so they probably just had good yeah, players or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably to do more with recruitment than than his managerial yeah, talents. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I'm probably gonna. Get to go down there with my brother and my cousin, because um, yeah. there's always more chance of getting tickets for cup games. Because it's usually only about twenty thousand go down, so it's usually only up and yeah. up about two stands as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, right, it'll be good for the French players though, to play against better opposition, wouldn't it? It'll be a good experience for the youngsters as well to get out against championship opponents, and it, it prepares them as well for if they need to step into that championship first team. Hundred percent. I mean, we might obviously see the new goalkeeper. What is it Meslier? Is that how we pronounce Ilan it? Ilan Meslier. Yeah, Meslier. Yeah, so we might see him. Obviously, he'll be bedded yep. into the squad, the team a bit more. You know, drill a trained, etc. But I reckon Stoke will do the same. I think Stoke will mix their team up as well. The kind of it seems that this sort of stage in the cups, you know, if two teams, whether two Premier League teams meet each other, two Championship teams or whatever, it's almost like a sort of a mutual, un, like agreement almost. Like you know. I'd be very surprised if Leeds or Stoke put the, the first teams out. Um, kind of the both seem to know that you know we'll, we'll put out some fringe players, and like I said, Ed, it'd be good for them to have a proper run out against a uh, better quality of player. You know, even Stoke's fringe players are going to be there or thereabouts good enough at Championship like ours are. So yeah. um, it's going to be going to be a harder game and um, and one that's going to benefit. I think. You know, some people sort of moan about cup games, especially at Carabao Cup, you know, think it's a bit of like a joke cup. And to a certain extent, for me, it's all about the league. You know, if we got yeah. knocked out by Stoke, I'd be disappointed because I don't like to see Leeds lose, but I'm not that bothered. I'd rather be knocked out of the cup on Tuesday night, but win the game on Saturday, you know, yeah. uh, in the in the league. So for me, if, you know, if we progress great and um, 
these fringe players get a run out and it lets Bielsa see them, it builds their fitness, it gets them used to the tactics. Playing at Ellen Road Playing as well. Playing at Ellen Road, yeah. I mean, don't get wrong, it probably won't be sold out like it is for league games, but still, you know, a, a sort of a twenty twenty five thousand dollar road is still better than most other championship clubs' best days. So yeah. it's going to be a good experience for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and hopefully, of, oh, of course, uh, of course, uh, Leeds United win. Uh, it would be nice to go in a cup run, though, wouldn't it? I like the fact it's at home. Yeah, we've been drawn away a lot in the cup yeah. last few rounds. Uh, last time, not not the just this season, but last season we were away quite a bit as well. We yeah. had, I think we had the Bolton one at home last season, but Bolton and Preston were both at home. Yeah, both yeah. at home. But we, we had a, the FA Cup. Yeah, away at QPR. Yeah, we had away at QPR. What, what was the other one we had away at? There were no other ones. No other ones. Fair enough. After <laughs> uh, two rounds of the Carabao Cup last season, both at home, oh, QPR right. game, that we got true. knocked out, and that was away. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we got. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was under the yeah. impression we were away last season. No, Pre- Preston at home won it, who knocked us out of Carabao. Oh, that, they yeah. cheated. They went win the up through a penalty in the, after about Which two minutes and just and just time wasted throughout oh, that. Right. It was the most frustrating game to watch. It ever. was Shaughnessy, won it? Who tripped him? I think he yeah. didn't, didn't even trip. If you watched the replay, it was a dive. Yeah, it was a really frustrating game to watch. It was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, got it that paid. But yeah, it is nice to be at home. It'll be nice to go in a cup run as well. Play against the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, pre-season. I was thinking because we, we didn't have a single home game in pre-season. Yeah, which so. is really annying. Um, so it's, it's nice to have a bit home. Yeah, yeah it would be nice going to cup run as well. Maybe against, maybe I get was, a Premier League opposition at home. Position, yeah, yeah. Like Leicester uh, were not last season, but season before we yeah. had away from home. Before that, yeah. we had Liverpool and Anfield that were good. Yeah, um, so it'd be nice to get a proper get like a Man City at home. That'd be nice. I don't want a Man City. Nice. I, w- I don't want to lose seven <laughs> nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I'd take a. You take someone like like Southampton or Bournemouth or um, Watford or someone like that. Mm, yeah, so, just so, someone who's got a decent team, but yeah. not someone who's going to muller us. Mm. <laughs> uh, when we're on to uh, other bits of news, then uh, we guess we have to start with the transfer news. Really, of course, uh, the summer transfer window has now has now closed. It closed uh, last week on Thursday, five p.m. Uh, Leeds on deadline day. Uh, first league uh, signing two players. First being the nineteen-year-old goalkeeper Ilan Meslier from a French League Two side FC Lorient. Uh, he was their number one last season. He's highly rated over in France as one of the best young goalkeepers around. Uh, we've signed him on a season-long loan with an option to buy. Uh, we touched them. I've touched on him earlier. We were surprised not to see him start against Salford and play and featured against Salford, really. Um, but now that we've made the signing, Ryan, what are your, what are your thoughts? Um, well, very excited about Nketiah um, for a start. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the goalkeeper, I don't really know much of him. I'm quite surprised. I thought we might have gone for one of these calibres of goalkeepers that may be coming towards the end of the career maybe played Premier League or something like that. You know, somebody that could maybe challenge Kiko yeah. at championship level. Do you not think Meslier will provide strong competition for K- Kiko? Maybe he will, but I don't know enough about him. But he's 19. I feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on a 19-year-old goalkeeper's shoulders to turn up and play in front of 35,000 people Ellen Road, unless he's a wonder kid, and he quite might well be, but I, I doubt it if... Um, Laurent, Laurent, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, you know, if they were to prepare to loan him out with apparently a view to sign, so that's not a negative standpoint at all. Um, you know, we needed more bodies in, I guess. Um, but I thought, you know, like we will offer and um, what's it called, Mayazik, Mayazik, yeah, with them two. Felt that they might be at this level yeah. that that that. Mesley I mean, they're, at, they're both so. young goalkeepers. They're yeah. both not too bad either. Yeah, exactly. So I found it like he's just a, a third one of them. Yeah, you know what I mean? it, it, yeah. It did seem a bit strange, and I agree with you. I would have liked someone like a you know a Kevin Westwood or you know someone in the Premier League yeah, side, exactly. you know, who's towards the end of their, their career, but still a, a good goalkeeper, big name as well. Charles, would you agree? Kiko, I mean, he needs competition, doesn't he? Do you think Meslier will provide that strong competition, or should we have gone and got out a, a big, a big name? Kind of similar to Ryan. I've not seen much of him, and obviously we, we missed the opportunity to see him in the the Salford game. But um, yeah, I, I'm sure if he's if he's as highly rated as as people claim he is, then um, then uh, he's good as people claim he is. Yeah. Then um, I, I think we've got anything to worry about. Personally, I would have I would have promoted. Uh, one of Myzek or Hoffer, probably Myzek, because I think he's the, the better keeper. Yeah, out of the twenty threes, because I, I think bringing in another kind of teenage goalkeeper, it, I don't see much point in that. We've already got the two. If you're gonna, if you were gonna bring one in, you'd go for 
someone someone very experienced. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather develop our own than someone else's. I know obviously Man City signed it, but Scott Carson would have been the perfect number two. Mm. Yeah, he would have been the experience there and, and the and the possible competition because he's been playing for years with Derby, and he's a ex England international, so he would have been the, the, the good experience option. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not annoyed about the signing because we need a goalkeeper. We've got a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I personally would have promoted. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, there is an option to buy them. Highly rated youngster. He's one for the future. One to watch out. So, I mean, for, it might really. turn out to be really, yeah. really, really yeah. good. So. Exactly. But I, I right. still think that we should have gone back for yeah. Andy Lonergan. Of course, won the Super Cup with, with Liverpool last night. It was mad seeing him get a medal yesterday with, with that like arm and arm with Salah and Mane and stuff. I'm like, this is so surreal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he spent the past couple of years just just going around Preston and Leeds United. He was in yeah. Middlesbrough as well for a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. It's like Rob Green last season when Chelsea won the, the Europa League. The, that was well funny. There's the a Chelsea. picture of Rob Green lifting the Europa League. Oh, that's funny, that. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, but Andy, Andy Lonergan, I mean, yeah, if he's good enough to, for Liverpool, the European champions, and win the Super Cup, he's good enough for Leeds. Come on. Yeah. I know I know this isn't relevant to what we're talking about right now, but with uh, Ben White, we were talking about options to buy. Uh, apparently, Brighton refused to put uh, an option to buy in his contract when Leeds wanted one. So he's just going to get recalled in January, isn't he? You, you just know that's going to happen. I wonder if they're allowed to recall him because sometimes that clause that, gets yeah. taken out. So I might try and tap up some like Philly or or Graham Smith from Yorkshire Evening Post to see if they know any more about yeah. that. Or maybe when we go to Leeds United's press conference today, Ed, just ask him there. Just ask him. Just ask yeah. Bielsa. By the way, can uh, <laughs> Ben White? piss off uh, in January or not <laughs> maybe not put it as quite yeah. as um, awful as that sorry for swearing yeah. but, but he's been um, he's been playing really well and you can see how highly they rate him because they kind of brought him up through the uh, through the leagues he was in Newport in League 2 wasn't he he was in Peterborough mm. in League 1 yeah. now he's cha- challenging the top end of the championship with Leeds you can see that Brighton are thinking he might eventually come into our first team in the Premier he's League he's taken like a duck to water as well he looks it doesn't yeah. look out of place it, look, it looks great it looks like he's been playing championship football he's, for he's years got, he's got a lot more to give as well given how young he is he's going to get better yeah, yeah. Uh, well the next uh, player through the, through the dawn deadline day was tw- of course 20 year old uh, striker Eddie Nketiah from Premier League side Arsenal he's on a season long loan as well uh, we got him instead of uh, Ryan Kent and he's now an out striker which I think we all needed I think everyone can agree on that uh, very highly rated youngster though he looks good quick and he can finish as well as we saw on Tuesday night uh, I think I speak on behalf of all of us. He, he is a good sign, and we're looking forward to seeing what, what he can do at Leeds United. And excited about excited about this transfer. Uh, a few outs though on deadline day. Twenty-one year old left back Tom Pierce uh, was the first to leave. He joined Wigan Athletic for three hundred thousand pounds, and he was never going to get game time. There were players in front of him: Leif Davis, Alioski, and Douglas. Wigan, yeah, because he, he is <laughs> a fairly that. he is a fairly decent player. He is a bit cheaper. Yeah, so England under twenties, I think. Or yeah, they also have written though. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he prefers Leif Davis in that role. Yeah. At least get half in that role. Barry Douglas in that role. So if you kind of fourth or fifth down the pecking order, yeah. Bielsa doesn't really like players milling about for a part. Do, do you know what I think it is with him? I don't think he's overly great going that forward. He always looks really tentative going forward. He did forward. score, though, against Barnsley. He did score, yeah. He did score, to be fair, against Barnsley, but, um, which is uh, ironic, but um, like they, they were interested in him. But, like, um, yeah, it. For me, I think people like Liv Davis is is much better at getting up and down, and yeah. and it's quite clear from the start. Bielsa never really fancied him because he were kind of getting in the team, wasn't he, when Necky Bottom were here and everything. And Bielsa came, and he just got loaned out pretty much straight away. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw an interview with Shackleton and uh, Robbie Gox a while back, and they were both, they were both getting interviewed by LUTV, and they, and they've been asking all these standard questions: who is the best trainer? And uh, they both they, they both said it was it was Shackleton. He said he said himself, mm. and Robbie got said him, and he said he was the worst trainer. It said Tom Pierce. Really, if you're a bad yeah. trainer, Bielsa's not going to no, no. Team. If you're being a bit lazy or your body language is not right, he'll yeah. he won't like that. But it does seem a bit cheap, though. Three hundred thousand pounds, only one hundred thousand pound more than what we had to pay for the Spygate fine <laughs> yeah. for standing on a public footpath, which is just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but good luck to Tom Pierce at Wigan off TikTok. Hopefully, uh, he does well, and we'll, we'll of course play him this weekend if he, if he does feature. Uh, but a departure though that I wasn't particularly happy about was uh, the sale of under twenty-three player Clackador. Now uh, he made a permanent move to Barnsley for an undisclosed fee. I'm, I guess it's, it's a small fee, uh, but I'm a big fan of Adar. You know. Seeing him, he looks quick, skillful. He's very versatile as well, and it looked like he could have pushed into that first team as well. He went on the Australia tour this summer, um, but uh, Bielsa in his 
press conference uh, last Monday, praised the die. Said he listed off the number of positions that he can, that he can play, numerous positions. Uh, but he said that he didn't want to rob the chance of him playing first team football, which I understand. I think it's it's great, but. I would have been. I think I would have preferred him to go out on loan in, instead of a permanent deal because I do think that he has a really bright future. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I'd have, I'd have possibly sent him on loan to League One for a season or maybe League League Two, um, something like that. But if if Barnsley come in and say to Leeds, right, we'll give you X amount of money, and it, they, they're speaking to a door and they say, right, if Leeds go, right, you can play on the twenty threes football with us for the end of the season, or Barnsley say, right, you can be in our first team and you'll be playing Championship football. You know what, what you're going to accept there, yeah. and and it's Barnsley, so you don't you don't really you can't you can even you don't have to move if you don't want to move. Yeah, yeah. it's convenient. Yeah. They're nicking all our players at the moment. Aren't yeah, they? Right, Barnsley. Yeah. Were you surprised though? I think surprised a few people that Clark had all left. I were you surprised? Yeah, really surprised. Like you said, Ed, um, he featured a lot in preseason. He went over to Australia, and I kind of thought he's going to be the one of these fringe players from the under twenty threes, like breaking into the the match day squad. Um, so. It was announced pretty late on in the chance window. I think pretty much right at the end or just after the end. And I like, I genuinely like, wow, didn't expect that. Um, for me, I didn't see loads of him, so I can't overly comment on how great it was last year. But I know a lot of people speak quite highly of him. But we touched upon it on my podcast yesterday when we recorded it. Um, do we aspire for better things? You know, why have a squad, massive squad of players when? Will he cut the mustard in the Premier League if we get promoted? Yeah. Possibly not, but and Bielsa did say that there were plenty of players in front of him. Exactly, and Bielsa said there's players in front of him, so so I kind of can understand why it might have happened, really. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of, but but just the way everything was being lined up over the summer, you just assumed he were going to be part of yeah. the season. So I think that's it shocked why it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good luck to Clackadore. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, at Barnsley, I hope he does uh, very well there. Uh, but those were the moves on uh, that the club made on transfer deadline day uh, last week. Of course, the summer transfer window has now closed uh, with a total of 22 players leaving Leeds United uh, across the summer, uh, with the club making around 30 million pound uh, in player sales, which I think is very good. Uh, while bringing in 10 players. Uh, two players of course we saw last season Jack Clark and Jack Harrison um, and all those 10 players were either on loan or for free or a small uh, um, a small fee uh, undisclosed fee Can I ask a question so if you guys know has Anita gone is he off our book? No, he, <laughs> I don't he's, think he's so. on like 30 grand a uh, week. He, this is the last year of his contract. Yeah. I think he's refusing he's, to leave because he was on too much money. Because <laughs> <laughs> they signed him on a lot of money from Newcastle, just, didn't they? We were just leeching off the club. Yeah. Do you know what the worst thing about that was? Um, when we signed him, Newcastle fans were quite disappointed. Like, oh, we'd have liked to have seen him in the... Because they just got promoted. We'd like to have seen him in, in the squad for us in Premier League. You know, and they were going, oh, you've got a good player there. You know, Newcastle fans talking to Leeds fans and... Just never worked out, did it? Never looked like he could be bothered for a start. No. Just w- weird, weird sort of like ethics he's got. I don't yeah. know because he hasn't played. That no club's going to come in for him. <laughs> but it was weird because in Greece last season. Yeah, uh, but we signed him and he was a midfielder and he played left back. But yeah. he's slow. He's small. He's got a fat ass. Just yeah. he, he, he's not going. He's not going to get in the first team. He, he had a reasonably all. good first touch and he was, his passing range was all yeah. right. He's just mm-hmm. he was just. He got beat defensively a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 22 players in, as I said, making around £30 million of player sales. Um, or 22 players out, rather. Um, and then 10 players uh, in, uh, eight of those uh, brand new faces. Um, so, yeah, Leeds United uh, getting rid of a deadwood throughout the summer mm. while also uh, adding and improving the squad, I'd say, really. Um, of course, we don't buy Helder Costa until, until next year. And I think it's been a fairly decent sum of business made by Leeds United. What are your thoughts, Charles? Um, yes, I've, 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 been, I've, been imp- I've been impressed with sort of the Inketi signing. I thought the Costa signing was very good. I, th- I think we've made we've, and the goalkeeper was, was was necessary given, and uh, Ben White's been a, been a superb signing. Yeah. I, I know that the obviously Costa was a Bielsa was one Bielsa really wanted, and he recommended him to Water, and uh, Ben White would, uh, was one that Water proposed to Bielsa. That's what that's worked out. Um, I would, I know, I don't want to be one of those wingers on Twitter. But I really would have liked another centre half, and I don't want to be one of them guys that just mm. continually whinges about it because the squad's the squad. Uh, we we don't, we're not we're not like got that many injuries. We've got Ireland to come back. We've got Tyler Roberts to come back. So our attacking options, we've got loads of options. Just, I would have liked a couple. Say a couple. I'd like one more defender. I think, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Some people are like really disappointed because because they don't understand how. Trans- football transfers work. You've got the like I said, the agent fees. You've got the player sign-on fees. 
you've got uh, transfer fees in general there's so many costs and then your wages uh, are something, something huge for players Costa will be on stupid wages because he's come from Wolves mm-hmm. uh, and Kessie from Arsenal he'll be on minimum 20 grand a week yeah. so you've got to take these things into account when, you, when you're thinking about transfers plus we were already in with FFP last season a bit so the clearing out the dead would, would have helped that yeah. and, um, I think it was minus 4 million last season yeah. wasn't it? is that what it was which obviously it's not as bad as some clubs but with the kind of the 12 point punch in the face you could get at any point yeah. from the F- and FFP we know that we know the EFL will, get, will love to do that yeah. exactly yeah. so we've got we've, uh, you can understand why Kinnear has been a bit and also been a bit cautious this window yeah uh, but they've managed to be cautious and still get Still, nearly everything we need. Yeah, mm-hmm. and still and still do good business and and barely spend a penny, which which I think so, is so. I'm, so I'm not disappointed. No, yeah, no. De- mm-hmm. definitely a good summer. Do you agree, Ryan? Yeah, I, I'm generally happy with it. Um, kind of a little bit with Charles. I think another centre half would have been good for me. As it stands right now, yeah, it's great, but obviously it's a long season. So if anybody gets injured, suspended, then it just weakens us quite a lot. Um, certainly in the defensive part. Attacking part, you're right, we've got people like uh, Roberts to come back, but for me, I would have also liked quite a creative number 10 sort of player. We've got uh, plenty of number 10s, don't we? Adam Forshaw, Bogus, Shackleton. But, but I'm talking, I don't think, when when Sides left, we didn't replace, we didn't, Sides has not been replaced with the quality. Yeah. I know he had, his attitude went right, but the, as a footballer, a fantastic player, and, and I felt when he left around December time last year, Obviously, not, not saying it's because of him, but the back end of the season was poor for us compared to the first part of the season. First part of the season, this time last year, I remember opposite fans, opposition fans saying, wow, that Saez is one of the best players in this league. Because against Derby, he absolutely tore him apart. We played Bolton in the Carabao Cup in the first round at Ellen Road. He tore them apart. You know, like, it were kind of, for me, I sometimes think Bamford can be a little bit isolated up front on his own and, and again, going to... Pablo Hernandez sometimes too much pressure's on him to create but when you had size in the team look he wasn't a goal scorer he had a crap shot if anything but yeah. he could unlock the door like that it was so easily so for me I feel like we missed that calibre of player you're right number 10 Click can play there Bogarts can play there Hernandez as Roberts well you can, can move a Hernandez possibly could so you know I would Hernandez work better play I think Hernandez works best when he's on the wing to cut in yeah. His best games is generally when he's out wide. Even though I prefer, I'd like to see him in middle and then have Costa and you know Harrison or Clark on the other wing. You know, so but for me, I, I would have liked a centre half and somebody with that creative quality sat behind the striker. Yeah, uh, my opinion, of course. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with a centre half. I'm not sure about number ten. I think we've got plenty of options going forward. Got a few selection headaches, which I think is uh, nice. But um, yeah, I think overall decent summer for Leeds United. Twenty two players out, thirty million pounded player sales, and uh, ten players in, basically spending not not a penny spent really. Um, so I think that's decent. Um, well, moving on to other bits of news. Then mm-hmm. coming out of Ellen Road, uh, we now know the release date of the new documentary that's coming out. Take us home, Leeds United uh, documentary, of course, which follows Leeds United through the 2018-19 season. Russell Crowe is the narrator, uh, taking time out of his busy uh, acting schedule to narrate uh, a Leeds United documentary. Of course, he's a Leeds United fan. Uh, but it's going to be released, uh, be released this Friday, 16th of August, on Amazon Prime. Now, me and Charles discussed this the other week, but Ryan, are you excited about the documentary? Will you be watching it? I've seen the little preview clip thing that they put out, and yeah, it looks great. Yeah. We, but we know it's going to end in misery, so... Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, we all know how it ends thing. in heartbreak, <laughs> but we, we used yeah. to be watching the last episode. No, I'll tell you what, um, I were engrossed in last season. I absolutely loved it. With the first proper season that I covered Leeds United for, for LS11 and the podcast started the back end of the season before when it was crap but like last year were an amazing season for me as a fan I'm not a pundit or like that or a journalist but as a you know a creator of LS11 and the podcast and everything I got really deep into the club and, and everything and, and so I absolutely loved last season it was an amazing season to cover fantastic football many and memories Bielsa. as well yeah some great memories look it, we know it didn't end well, but I think I mean it looks like it's really well filmed as well. Like yeah. credit to the the documentary makers, they've done a great job, and um, you just can it just seems to highlight the passion that as for the the club has and everything. And so I'm really excited to see. It. Even my wife's really excited to see it. My wife, yeah. she's not necessarily a football fan. She's kind of become a Leeds fan because of me. Um, took her to quite a few games last season, 
and she's got familiar with a few players and everything and she's like oh that's Luke Hale in there and stuff she like liked his hair or whatever and, <laughs> you know like, she who doesn't like Luke Hale exactly she recognised him because of his hair and then Pablo and everything so um, and even she's buzzing to watch it which and she's not really a football yeah. fan so I mean, you know I, it seems to grip people yeah I mean I think it'll be a good watch you know Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix that was very good it Man was City documentary that was very good as well and I think this this will be even better you know you, you got everything yes, yes, from last it. season you got yeah. no but you got Bielsa you got Spygate uh, yeah, I've, you, got you, emo- I've got an emotional stake in this yeah, yeah that's it, I, could, I could watch Sunderland Till I Die and not really uh, give a shit no not, <laughs> like, when, when it all fell apart you can well, just laugh I don't yeah. really care I can enjoy the behind the scenes stuff and not really care yeah, yeah. and then you, of course of course, we know how it ends but for me I think it's coming out the best time really you know we've got over last season now the new season's in we're excited for we've got we've had a decent start but we're excited for the new season and what's to come and i think it's coming out out of the best time do, do you think yeah. it's coming out of a really good time um yeah i guess it's the best time to to release it whereas optimism's pretty high i mean it was really weird because a couple of weeks ago a lot of these fans are pessimistic you know before the transfer window shook so we didn't have like a we sold or about to sell roof and we had no strikers apart from bamford and Quite a going into the season, quite a pessimistic sort of fan base, and Twitter are an awful place with some fans. I mean, yeah. look, everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but I read some real tripe on social media, and you know, quite awful to read a lot of it. But we got that wind down at Bristol, and it kind of lifted everybody. So yeah, it's quite a good time to release it. I yeah, think. Do you think the filming one for the centenary year, you know, for. Yeah, I think they're doing the season two. Yeah, I've seen a few cameras around. Oh, good, because they're definitely. um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I saw saw one. I saw one because I I was leaving Ellen Road on Saturday after the voice game, and I was walking. And you know where the motorway is, and there's that tunnel going through the the, the tunnel. And I was walking. I was by myself, and there was some guy with some really high tech camera, and and I and I was doing a really nice walk. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be. I'm going to try and make myself beyond this. I'm going to do a proper serious walk. I'm not going to wave to the camera. Away shots for you in it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I think there is a season two uh, coming. I don't think Twitter and Facebook Facebook will be a nice place with you know other fans laughing at the, uh, us bottling promotion I last saw season. But Derby County Live put a bit <laughs> bit of a bantery tweet out yesterday or something. They put something like. We know how we know how this ends well, or something like that. With like you know, then we are looking at things. Smashed at Wembley. I know, yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I do think it'll, it'll be entertaining. It'll be a good watch, and it'll be nice to see the behind the scenes at Ellen Road. Yeah, as definitely. well. And Marcel will be also first sit down interview as well. Yeah, uh, Luke Allen's got an interview in the trailer, so you know they're interviewing the players as well. Yeah, yeah, and you got the Dan James scenario as well, of course. And well, there will be, yeah. be like an, an image of Dan James even in the preview. If yeah. you want the... I mean, he basically signed for United, but then <laughs> at the end, Swansea just just said oh. uh, Hugh Jenkins the the naughty man, um, yeah. and then and then resigned from his role a few yeah. days later. That was so frustrating because he's you know he's now a, a Man United player, which is really sad to see. And he bloody got a goal in his debut, didn't he, against Chelsea um, last week at Old Trafford? Could, could but have been ours. He could have been ours. He could have been ours. Yeah. I tell you what, if we got if we got in, we, we wouldn't have got Costa though. That's uh, the thing. We w- we just wouldn't have signed Costa. You never know. We could have not re-signed Harrison or something and had James and Costa on either side. No, but anyway, it, you know, it, it wasn't to be. Articles. Everything happens for a reason, and that happened for a reason, and we didn't get promoted. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see the behind the scenes of how that all worked out with Dan James and everything. I'm, and I just looking forward to seeing Victor Ortiz smashing the laptops and stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> it's very animated, it's an emotional block. Yeah, I, th- I think we're all excited to see it. I think we're all excited yeah. to, uh, to see it. Uh, well, uh, time to look ahead then to uh, Leeds United's next game, of course, against Wigan uh, Athletic away at the DW Stadium this Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff. It's not. Sky Sports for once. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Leeds, of course, unbeaten so far this season. 3 1 away at Bristol City on the opening day, uh, followed by a 1 1 draw at home to Nottingham Forest, and then, of course, 3 0 win away at Salford uh, City in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night. Uh, decent form going into this. Uh, where's Wigan uh, on the opening day of the season? They had a fairly good home win uh, against Cardiff, 3 2. Uh, but then uh, the next game after that in the league, uh, they lost 3 uh, 0 away at Preston, and I think. Uh, Right we're now gonna, it, we're going to have just a home team. It, though. Yeah, not turn up away. Yeah, that, that was the thing last season. They were really strong at home, but this season I think they're unpredictable. What, what, what game are you expecting from Wigan Chelsea? It's, it's hard. It's always hard when we go there. Um, but we did win last season, and though, we, and we lost at home. Weirdly enough, yeah, <laughs> yeah we lost, <laughs> lost at home to one to the, the worst away team in the league. Yeah, and it was ten, th- ten men as well. That yeah. ruined our promotion hopes as well. That was the beginning um, of the end. I said that was yeah. uh, Reece James. Uh, pulled the strings of that game though. If he hadn't been in that team, we'd have mullered him. Yeah, mm. but of course we did win there two one last season though. So 
you know, we have a decent record against yeah. him. We're, we're beaten in four in our past five meetings. Of course, we lost the last meeting, but the other ones after that, uh, two wins and, and, and two draws. Um, so we do have a decent record against them. Like I said, they are strong at home, but they're coming into it on the, on the back of a 3-0 a no loss uh, in the league away at Preston and then uh, a 1-0 loss at home to Stuck City in the Carabao Cup on, uh, on Tuesday night. So they're not going into it in good form and I'm, I'm quite We've confident. We've just won 3-0 with a lot of first-team players. Yeah. So they'll be up for the weekend. They'll yeah. make up for the Forest game. Confidence should be high when they make up for the Forest I reckon, game. I reckon we'll win it. Key players rested. Pablo's had his legs rested so yeah. he can perform some magic like the yeah. magician is. <laughs> Do you um, think it'll be an unchanged lineup from the Forest game? I think it'll be... Yeah, I think it'd be the same as Forest. Do you not think Enketio or Costa will get in there? Nope. I think um, I'd want Costa to start personally. Yeah, who who would you take out there if you were going to start Costa? Oh, that's a tough question, though. Yeah, have <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of selection headaches. I mean, you, I don't oh, think you'd take out Jack Harrison. You could maybe move Pablo Hernandez into the middle, but I think Forshaw and Click in those two midfield roles, especially away from home, is quite decent. So yeah, they're quite solid, aren't they? And yeah, they kind of close a lot of things down. I think at home it doesn't work, but away, mm, yeah. true is that. Be interesting true. to see how much uh, game time and Ketty gets at the weekend. Um, yeah, if he even gets any game yeah, time. Yeah, I think it depends on how Bamford performs. If Bamford has, has a good game, I don't, scores two goals. I don't really think he'll, he'll come on. Yeah. Can't, unless he decides to give him a run out for the last 10 minutes if we're winning 2-0 two, two or whatever. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think we're going into a game not knowing what the size is going to be because we did have a really good uh, cup win uh, mm. in, in, in the weekday. But I, I reckon it could be unchanged from the first game. Knowing Bielsa. Knowing Bielsa, yeah. 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 But I, I'm quite confident heading into this one. Are, are you, Charles, what, what, what's your score prediction for this one? They always get a goal when they're, when they're their place. So I'm thinking 2-1. Two, 2-1 one, two, one leads. 2-1. I right. went 2-1 leads as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 Leeds United. I'll, 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 they'll they'll I'll score a really to crappy corner To be goal. fair, they've conceded <laughs> five goals in two league games, so they, they do yeah. like to leak goals, so 3 one's probably not a bad shout. Yeah, I reckon they will score, especially Just at if home. we can take our chances, Ed. Yeah, we need to take <laughs> our chances. But we scored three goals away at Bristol City on the opening yeah. day. I'm quite confident I'll go uh, 3-1 uh, to Leeds United. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 29 of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast then. Thank you very much, as always, to Charles for joining me in the studio. Cheers for me on, Matt. And uh, thank you very much to Ryan Wilson as well for joining us. Really do appreciate you coming in. Thank you, Ed. Um, you spent a lot of time in the studio. It might, you might as well just live here. <laughs> I might as well. Um, yeah, there's a sofa behind there's us. There's a sofa. I can get made down there in the Leeds Trinity University. It should make me <laughs> an honorary or give me an honorary degree or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah thank you for coming in uh, if you enjoyed uh, the podcast then why not subscribe or follow uh, give us a 5 star rating on the Apple podcast if you're listening on there give us a 5 star review uh, share the podcast around uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds on Facebook subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already me and Charles will of course be back next week to have a look back at the Wigan Athletic game and hopefully it is a, a Leeds United win uh, but for now take care and we'll We'll see you later.